0: Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, you think that's bad, so you're riding on the phone in the office. Seek Outside
1: Podcast. You like gross <laughs> stats, and I agree to
0: Some people are just wired that way. Well, heck yeah, man. Well, uh... Yeah, why don't you uh, give a little introduction? Uh, we got Hunter McWaters yeah. on the podcast today. How you doing, man?
1: Good, man. Thanks for having me, dude. It's cool. To have. We, we linked up, I guess it was last year at the expo, and we kind of yep. hit it off, but I haven't really talked to you a whole lot since then. But uh, are you guys going to be back there again this year? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. we
0: should. We're cool. going to uh sheep show this year. That's uh, okay. one that we're adding. And then we're doing a bunch of the uh, overland expos. Do, you, do okay. you ever go to sheep
1: show? So kind of again with coming from the East Coast and just kind of having to prioritize my time, like with the young kids and stuff. Like I, I pretty much just have time for the one trade show, honestly, mm. at this point. Yeah. So I, I decided to do Expo again this year. Um, so that's what I'm gonna do. But I've heard it's cool, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Just get a sheep hunt. That's all I want. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm saving that. up already.
1: <laughs> I uh, blow a I bunch have a story of money. About that later. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Off fair.
1: <laughs> no, no. I can tell you on air, but I will i don't... Okay, well, basically, I had one booked for next year. And the guy called me up and was like, man, there's just not any legal rams. Like, I don't want to take you on a 10-day camping trip, which was cool of him to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he, he sent me my deposit back and everything. I actually, like, kind of think it's a blessing in disguise, though, because... I got another really cool hunt planned still in Alaska. It's going to be more DIY. It's kind of more, um, kind of, I think more relatable for like my audience and stuff. Yeah. Um, Basically I found an outfit to, I kind of talk them into it a little bit, but to, to take me in an airboat up a river on one of their off days. Um, like, listen, I don't, they normally do drop camps and they do pick up and drop off. And I was like, and they are booked for like two years. And I was just talking to the guy and kind of like, you know, letting him know that I've had some Alaska experience and stuff. And then kind of, you know, at first he was like, no. And then after, by the end of the conversation, I had him talked into, he's going to take like on one of their off days, you know, take me up and then just drop me off and I'm going to float out, you know, kind of whenever um it's gonna be kind of a diy caribou kind of thing so i'm actually really excited about that um and hopefully the sheep will will come yeah again sometime yeah i mean
0: i feel like if you hunt long enough a a sheep hunt is bound to happen if yeah if you do it every year but yeah um yeah man well so i kind of want to derail
1: the intro part
0: (laughs) no no, it's all good (laughs) but uh you you were talking about i assume that you were probably going to film that trip do you want to give us a little uh a little uh
1: the inside scoop on your your <laughs> new news here oh uh, yeah jumping your right in huh? okay yeah if you want <laughs> uh yeah I'm yeah, cool that yeah. see so, yeah, i haven't announced it like anywhere yet publicly um i've <laughs> mentioned it to a few people here and there but um figure you know why not it's not like a secret or anything um i'll probably still wait to announce it like you know officially or whatever on my channels and stuff but mm. um I don't know. There's probably some crossover of your audience in mind, but I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm actually launching a TV show on Sportsman Channel, um, Q3 of 2023. So that'll be probably around July time frame. Mm-hmm. It'll come out and it'll be 10 episodes. Um, and um, I don't want to give away too much about the format yet because I haven't seen it done quite yet. I don't think anybody could like steal the idea and pull it off. But yeah, um, no, that's cool. I mean, they could, but. Anyway, about half the about half the episodes are gonna be like traditional kind of like hunt films, except for mm-hmm. they're gonna be very much like adventure hunts, DIY, like unfortunately, you know, I, I started watching outdoor TV a lot, like when I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um and originally I'd kind of written off, you know, traditional linear TV, but actually it's it's still pretty popular, um, you know, more so probably on the East Coast. But um, anyway, um, a lot of guys just fall into the trap because it's easy and because it's affordable of just kind of taking a camera and going and sitting in a box blind. And a lot of them are sitting over feeders, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. That's a lot, a lot of what you see on But then there's a couple really good shows like, you know, the Western Hunter is an amazing show. Oh yeah. You know, Jason Matzinger into high country has a really good show. Um, there's others, you know, obviously meat is a good show. There's other good shows out there, um, that are more adventure hunts and stuff like that. And, and I get it. Like it's, it's not easy to pull these things off, especially multiple a year. But anyway, the focus is going to be kind of DIY style adventure hunts. But you know, from my perspective, as an East Coaster, as a not expert on Western hunting, like very much so like learning as I go, like, um, you know, you know, one of the hunts I went on this year, like I, I killed my first mule deer ever and it's not big at all. It's small. <laughs> it's like really small. But I don't care. I it was like a that. tough hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a tough like hunt. It. We, yeah, we were back there seven days, you know, it was a, it was a mountain, like a migrate migration hunt. Uh, bitter cold you know tough true backcountry It my first ever mule deer hunt really I, you know i planned it i.e scouted it i did everything and so i'm like this is a legal buck uh it's not huge obviously i don't care i'm going for it and and we went out there we actually filled two tags my uh, my friend and partner luke dusenberry was helping me film it um and also hunting he got one as well um, and then I was able to actually fill a tag on a, a nice mature mule deer in, in November. So that'd be cool too. But anyway, all to say is like, it's kind of focused on more the adventure and the experience and not necessarily huge animals. I'm just trying to be really authentic with who I am. It's like, I'm not an expert Western hunter. I'm new. I'm getting into this and I want to show other guys like me that it can be done and you don't have to wait yeah. years to hunt and you don't got to, you don't have to hire a guide.
0: Yeah. No, that's a, And that's a good way to approach a man. Cause like. Get so tired of seeing all the just absolutely unrealistic shows. I mean, obviously, there's yeah. there's guys, well, you know, Ryan Lamper's gritty, all those guys right. who really put in a bunch of work. Um, yeah.
1: to, to and they've get, been doing this like 20, 30 years or something. Yeah, exactly.
0: Know? Hunting, hunting, <laughs> you know, similar areas where they're familiar with it. But yeah. uh, I don't and they're know. They're great I, hunters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But there's also a bunch of guys out there that are, you know, that are right. hunting on, on. Very expensive ranches, or you know, hunting right. these these premier tags, or you know, what For have sure. you—just unrealistic scenarios. And I think, uh, I know me personally, I'm I much more. I, I appreciate the the real. As a hunter myself, I like yeah. seeing that other guys are struggling to find, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. these these seven by seven bulls on public land or whatever. You know, it, yeah. it, it's not appreciation of your struggling. It's like, okay, yeah. No, that's, that's how it is. And I think, uh, you know, if it's, if it's produced, well, it's got good, good camera footage. Um, to me, that's the stuff that matters. Like the, the kill shot, I don't really mess with that. Um, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I mean, that episode we did is a killer episode. Like, Luke, I don't know if you know who Luke Duesenberry is, but he's worked with, like, Cam Haynes and Leupold and Mountain Ops. Like, he's one of the best oh, wow. there is. Wow. And I've, I've got a professional TV background, so it it I've, I've already finished the rough cut almost. It's beautiful. Nice. Um, we don't walk out of there with a 180 or, you know, even a one. We, we walk out of there with some small, young bucks, but um, that wasn't what it was about and um like i said it was my first first mule deer ever and uh it was is it it's super cool and also that that hunt like i'm actually i'm friends with Brian and those guys and i was actually texting on my inreach Brian the whole time and no like they we were in similar areas and like nobody was seeing big deer like mm-hmm. they were kind of late migrating this year um you know so i don't want to like you know give away anything but yeah. um it was it was just to say it was a tough hunt a lot of people weren't seeing the deer and you know it was day five before we saw any buck at all mm. and it was a small buck and you know I was like dude I, sh- I want to film a tag I want some I meat I want the experience let's just let's go for it
0: yeah oh, that's <laughs> awesome so uh you want to explain your your professional tv background were you were you in the hunting uh tv yeah, sure. background or was it something else
1: so no I actually um I started out at a um organization called the christian broadcasting network cbn Mm -hmm. um i don't know probably not a whole lot of people like in our age know about it but there's a show called the 700 club um which you know if you went back 10 or 15 years everyone probably heard of it. It used to be kind of, now it's mainly like it, kind of older folks watch it. It was, it, was, it was on right after
0: uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, right? <laughs>
1: Wasn't it? <laughs> probably. Or I don't like, remember. Whose
0: line is it anyways? I, I <laughs> definitely remember it coming on. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's Pat Robertson. Some people I'm sure have heard of him. Like um, the older generation definitely, he ran for, pre- anyway, uh, he ran for president. But anyway, um, Christian organization. Um, but I spent two years as a cam operator there. Um, And then five years as a features producer, we produced like five to seven minute long, like documentary style stories. And they're mainly testimonies of people like, you know, they'd been into drugs or went to prison or survived some kind of tragic event or whatever. Um, So I came in there with almost no experience and got world class training. We traveled three weeks out of every month and shot three stories every week. So I was shooting nine television stories a month, pretty much, um, as a videographer and then became a producer where I learned about scripting and editing and uh, even the logistics of putting together a trip, travel, how to direct shooters, how to direct talent, um, just everything. And really, and really when I say like really world-class, like, uh, it, you know, it's not like a super famous show, anymore it used to be, but it's it's a national television show with high you know high standards. and so mm-hmm. we were producing high level stuff and and I even got to do towards the end, I was really involved in the humanitarian disaster relief stuff, which was amazing. I got to travel to Ecuador, Turkey, Thailand, Cambodia, Nepal, um, a couple other places I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but to cover disaster relief and humanitarian efforts. so, um, it was amazing, man. It was, yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: No, that's, that's, and that's a very different, uh, path than I think most people in, in the outdoor industry, you know, especially the filming would have, yeah. right. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big jump, um, to go yeah. from the 700 club to the filming, <laughs> you know, float in caribou hunts or whatever it is. Um, yeah, but, man. but I'm, I'm sure it, it just, uh, it, you know, doing that and traveling three, weeks out of the year. Um, even if you just did that, I don't know how long you did it, but I feel like if you're doing it that regularly with mm-hmm. any subject, anything that you're trying to learn, it's just going to, it's going to um, microwave that process of learning all the, because oh, yeah. I mean, putting together a TV show is is no, no small task, especially, oh, yeah. especially if it's going on national TV, like on the sportsman's channel or something, not just mm-hmm. YouTube. You know, I, I'm sure that there are people that you have to, present this to before it even goes on. Cause it's got to have some certain am- amount of quality. Um, yeah. So I-, I can just imagine that, uh, that having that experience and traveling and being just enveloped in filming and yeah. producing was very beneficial.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Like I said, um, you know, I believe, you know, I believe in God. I believe God has a plan for my life. I believe this was part of it. And I 100% couldn't do this without that. Now when I was back there doing that, did I ever, to be honest, it was a dream of mine to do exactly what I'm doing. Nice, but, but I never really thought it would ever happen, or I wasn't like it wasn't like I had this plan of like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna learn TV, and then I'm gonna have a. It wasn't like that. It, I was very much just putting one front, foot in front of the other. But I believe like God's prepared me for this um, through that, and I'm like so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, dude, it is it is legit. I mean, it's uh, you know, it was a little bit of. Um, Not a struggle, but it was a little bit kind of... I had to put in some work to get... You know, the contract secured with Sportsman. Mm. And then once I did, it was almost like I felt sort of like, you know, the dog that chases the car and finally mm. catches it. And you're like, oh, yeah. geez, what did I just sign myself up for? Yeah. Because <laughs> it is. It's kind of, it's a little bit daunting, but um, I've been very fortunate. We've got some great content, three great hunts already in the can filmed and um, got one more in uh, January and a plan for the other half of the episodes is going to be kind of a unique format. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be good yeah. stuff so how does that work uh if you
0: want to get your tv show on sportsman's what's what's the process
1: yeah um you know i'm sure there is a well you can go online and like submit they have like a form you can submit and stuff like that but it's just like anything else man like it's networking like Mm -hmm. i i did a podcast with a guy who i've done several pod i've done i know chris Denham a little bit from western hunter yeah. yeah. Uh, I did this way back in the day, not a couple years ago, Heather from Heather's choice did this like business development, like course thing. Oh, and okay. Chris was one of the speakers. It was like an e-course. I signed up for it. Chris was one of the speakers. So kind of met him there. Then I met him at the expo. Then we did a podcast together. And then I met, um, I did a podcast with Jason Matsinger. Um So I just started kind of talking to these guys and, and putting out feelers and um and just kind of got connected through some other folks that I knew in the industry, just through networking, man. And um, and then I submitted I sent one of the mar- or one of the network guys uh, a film I had produced, which is like the first hunting film I ever did, which is from Kodiak. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's on my YouTube channel still. Actually, Brian Call put it on the gritty channel. He saw it and like okay, yeah. work together and he put it mm-hmm. on gritty. And so anyway, I sent that to them. Um, they're like, yeah, this is, you know, we think good enough to like move forward with you just kind of shows like, okay, this, this guy knows he's doing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, we just kind of started negotiating. I had a friend who has produced several shows before that was helping me kind of negotiate with them. And, um, then they got to, you know, figure out it's a negotiation process of like air times and, uh, costs and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, was able to get in and they found a slot for me and then, um, swim for it that's awesome so
0: so is this uh if you don't mind me asking is this uh what you're doing professionally now like uh doing the podcast doing all doing all the filming and and producing this tv show or or is it yeah. something where while you're doing it you have to have something else to support
1: um i'm i'm fortunate um in that I i not want to go into crazy detail but um i i basically was able to oh about a year ago Present a business plan to someone um, who I know who's been successful and believed in me and believed in the project. And um, actually, they asked me to put together a business plan because they'd seen. I started the podcast while I still had a full time job,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and started doing some filming. Like I, I did a I did some filming for Dan Staten from Elk Shape, and then um, you know, I did my own that Kodiak thing. And, and Brian saw it and wanted to kind of work together. And this whole time, I still had. My, my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then this person that I'm talking about kind of saw like the just kind of my passion for it and kind of the amount of progress I was able to, ma- able to make in a short amount of time and um, and we're like, hey, you know, why don't you put together a business plan? Let's look at it. Um, I think they kind of thought there was something there and I did that and was able to kind of secure a little bit of kind of startup funds mm-hmm. uh, from that person which has allowed me to give this 110 percent you know because um, just to be honest like i don't think there's any imp- i almost lost my job the first season when i had a couple of those filming gigs um i don't think there's any employer that would let me because i mean i you know i went on you know this year will be I, I don't know the amount of days but a lot of you know extended seven to ten day you know hunts that oh yeah unless you had a very unique employment situation, really really work, wouldn't work out, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been very blessed in that.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, I think about that often because, you know, I, I probably definitely don't go on as many trips as you, but, it, you know, at Seek Outside, we do a, a good amount of filming trips and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, it's kind of one of our, our things that we've, the content creation team has been focusing on is getting getting out some sure. full-length, full-length films and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think about that because uh, I actually when I moved to Grand Junction here I almost took a job as a car salesman and yeah. uh, I was like I was about to go into the interview and then I just had <laughs> like this thing I was like, oh man I don't I I, I moved back to color because I lived in Georgia for a while uh, after moving out there from Colorado and I moved back to you know really it's difficult to get onto public land and kind of live the outdoor oh, yeah. lifestyle, if you will. Um, and you know, be able to go camping on the weekends. I mean, you can yeah, do it. The down southeast
1: there. is very different.
0: It, it's a lot different. And I just was like, man, I I moved out here to have freedom with time and stuff like that. I don't want to dive back into, you know, being a, a 40, 50 hour a week guy just, yeah. you know, with a very minimal vacation time and, I got the call from Seek Outside a couple of weeks later and started working here. And yes. man, it's, it's, it, 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 does take a special situation. And that's the other thing that you don't realize about a lot of these TV show guys is, you know, they're, they're not just, uh, you know, you, Steve Renella, he wouldn't be able to do all these hunts and, and be out there for 10, seven, 10 days, um, just hunting if it weren't for his employment situation so it's kind of interesting like yeah if you're a first-time hunter and you're looking at some of these tv shows and you're trying to use that as a baseline so it's yeah. it's not going to be a, a good baseline right because it really does take a lot of time to yeah. to plan these and money and i mean you know i'm i guess i'm just kind of rambling from the from the new hunter's perspective or yeah. like yourself thinking living out east and wanting to come out out west here uh i'm sure it was uh a little bit of an awakening when you actually oh, yeah. came out here and started doing some of these hunts and seeing it's not it, you, you really cannot put it into a 30 minute tv show even though there are some tv shows that do it really well you you still it's just nothing like the real thing
1: (laughs) so yeah no there's there's nothing like it i mean and and yeah it's totally really hard to condense like a seven day like really tough hunt into 22 minutes you Mm -hmm. know yeah um and yeah i mean but it was it was I've, i've hunted my whole life um but like when i went on my first backcountry trip which just happened to be in Alaska, believe it or not. Wow! Um, and that changed everything. I was like, "This is this is like," and I just kind of went all this in after it. that. To be honest, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask what what made you want to you know start doing some stuff more out west. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was uh,
1: honestly okay. So, well, going back a little ways, like I said, I've always hunted. I've always like had this like n- like more than a desire for adventure. Like literally a need for adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I get depressed if I'm not doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that my whole life. But then, you know, just to condense a really long story into short story, uh, I went down the wrong path. I got, like, hardcore – I was a hardcore, like, drug addict, man. Like, wow, um, really? I, I was, like, on fentanyl. Like, every – I would be in, like – You'd have to use both hands to count the amount of things in my system, like, most, most of the time. Wow. And to the point where I was, like, you know, just – About to lose my family, like I'd be standing there, like just nodding off. Like I would lose whole days. I don't remember what I did and stuff. (laughs) Wow. um, Yeah. And uh, I got. Anyway, I went to rehab, and um, and then I was super overweight when I got clean. And then I started finally to get a little bit of health, get a little bit healthy. Like my my not only my body, but my mind and spirit started like coming back to awake and normal. And, um, and I was like, man, I really want to, but even through this whole time I still hunted, but it would be like, you know, I'd kind of like drag myself out to a tree and like, you know, probably getting high on the tree, you know? And, um, wow. and then, uh, so I, I started really like this like adventure thing and hunt, it just kind of started to awaken again, even more. And mm-hmm. so I was like, man, I really want to get into this. I was listening to some stories from some old timers that I know here that had gone out west, and you know, looking at pictures of big giant mule deer and stuff. I was like, man, I really want to do that. Um, like now's the time, you know. Like I'm not mm-hmm. getting any younger, and I'm finally clean. So let's try to do this. So I started looking into it, and unfortunately, I didn't know about stuff like Go Hunt and um, and some of these other tools, and I didn't have anybody around me that knew anything about it really. So to be honest, I started kind of looking at it and kind of got overwhelmed and was like, man, I don't think I can really do this. Um, I, and to be honest, I sort of let myself get defeated and I was kind of like, you know, maybe I'll just stick to hunting around here or whatever. And mm-hmm. I did do a little like, you know, public land trip here in Virginia, just a deer hunt, which is kind of a funny story I Did a podcast about it. Um, but I did end up getting a deer. Uh, I also shot a hole in the floorboard of my truck. Um, <laughs> really? It's a funny story, true. but if you guys just want to hear the whole story, Listen to, uh, like, it's like my third or fourth podcast. It's called the VA Mountain Hunt or something. Of, of the Hunter's Quest, right? That's your podcast yeah, name. Yeah, the Hunter's Quest podcast, yeah. And so anyway, um, that was a debacle. But that same year, I think it was, again, I think it was, like, divine timing, honestly. This friend of a friend who I would met, like, twice uh, messaged me on Instagram. I was like, man, I'm planning this, like, walk-in DIY caribou hunt. It's going to be pretty tough, but, like, I think we can do it and you want to go and I was like yes like let's do it and mm-hmm. so and he taught me a lot about hunting actually my friend Ned and um anyway that that set me on the path of it. I had I had to get in really good shape I had to learn I had to learn how to backpack and like I had to learn so much I had to learn I didn't even know how to like I barely knew how to like sight in a rifle because when I grew up hunting it was all shotgun and bow so I pretty mm-hmm. much only bow hunted yeah so I was learning about like A rifle. I was learning about backpacking. I was learning about physical fitness, like nutrition. Like, I'd never even like experienced. Like, wait, these guys are talking about hunting and like nutrition. They're not just talking about like beers and Twinkies and like sitting on a tree stand. What? And uh, it was like a complete like new world for me, man. I just dove in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it changed everything. Well, I I
0: really appreciate you sharing that, man. Because I mean, I, I definitely didn't know that about you, and. I've always, I've always thought, right. Um, there, there are all sorts of outdoor programs, knolls, right. There's, there are a bunch of programs out there to get people into the outdoors out of tough situations. And, you know, I'll be honest, like I've, I've definitely struggled with that at, at, you know, a time or two in my life. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that's more addicting than hunting for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> adrenaline, man. but but like in a healthy way, especially if right. you're you know doing nutrition and you know like I just think that there are some people that fixate on things, right? Yeah. and it's just a, a matter of what you choose to fixate on, and uh, you know what you what you choose to make your life. And for sure, some people that's just their personality, right? It's it's a personality trait. A lot now, there's a lot of science about that you know um and and i think uh i'm sure that there's a lot of people that could could get out of a bad situation Mm -hmm. just by whether it's hunting or fishing or or the outdoors or something like that you know there's it it really is you know because i I feel like you hear this a lot right right like a lot of times um and you know I'll do this every once in a while. You get you get some noise in your head, and you want to have a drink, right? Yeah. But there's nothing that uh, that makes you that quiets your your mind and, and your your soul more than just sitting on a ridge in November uh, with you know cold wind on the face and, and glassing yeah. you know just yeah. all sorts of countries. So, sure, um, that's a that's a fascinating story, man. I'm I'm glad yeah. you you uh, you showed that.
1: For sure, man. I do got to say, too, I mean, this is something that I was reminded of myself this year. Um, you know, I, I got to say, like, I don't want to sound like cliche or like too, like preachy or anything, but like, really, it's, it's God, though, too, because, um, you know, hunting was like the physical sort of catalyst, like the reason why I was like, I need to lose weight and get in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, And 100%, like everything you said is on point. Um, Just even like physiologically and psychologically, like getting outside, you know, moving your body, even like cold exposure, UV exposure, all these things that like, you know, camaraderie with your friends, fun, like there's so many good like things about hunting. But I think it's also important. I got to point out, too, it's kind of part of my whole thing is like you got to make sure you're like Intentionally feeding your spirit. You know, I see us as triune beings, like mind soul and or I mean, sorry, body, soul and spirit. And um, one kind of theme of my podcast is the spirituality side, because I feel like there's tons of great content, especially in the Western hunting world about physical fitness and mental toughness, not so much about the spiritual side of things. And you can make anything an addiction, right? Like you can make anything an idol. Mm. And I I almost feel like I got a little close to that myself this year. Like, um, I remember kind of getting back from my last hunt and sort of like having this Um, like, um, come down almost, like, it wasn't like bad or very long, but it was like, man, I've been like so focused on this and like so looking forward to this for so long. Like, now it's over, it's almost like, uh, so you got to be careful, man, that like you keep what's most important, most important, like, still, like, um, your relationship with God, like your spirituality. Um, if that's not like at the top of the list, even hunting, like, you can. You can uh, get yourself in a bad way if you like make it your god. To be yeah. honest, so um, so I love it, sure. but like hunting is not god. <laughs> <laughs> For it's sure. a gift from God.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm not a very religious person, but I would definitely say I'm spiritual. And um, I mean, I, I think there is a something uh, ethereal about certain aspects of hunting right i mean For like sure. when you uh if you get into a situation where you know the adrenaline is high and uh, you know let's just say call it a a, a bull elk right w- with a bow because I, <clears throat> I kind of think of that as of the things that i've experienced that's kind of the pinnacle when you have something screaming its head off at 18 yards at you just the first time i you. ever
1: did the, the first time i was ever in like archery range uh-huh. of a rutting Uh, elk, bull elk. I was actually filming. I wasn't even hunting, but I was like, it it was. It was, like, literally, like, otherworldly. It was, like... It was like the atmosphere changed. It was like, Definitely. okay, now I get why people are obsessed with this. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, man. And, it's I mean, like you insane. Can like, it's like prehistoric. It is. And you can like feel the tree. It's almost like the ground shakes when it bugles, right? Yeah, um, the
1: atmosphere. Like you can feel in the air like something's happening here.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I find myself like in a lot of those moments not not thinking, right? It's, it's I mean, I, I think that religious people would call it faith. But I think mm-hmm. I would call it, uh, you know, just letting the, whatever, the moment kind of yeah. take over, like take your body. State. Yeah. Yeah. Like flow flow state. state. Yeah. You're, you're not thinking about it. You know, you're just like that. And that's where obviously the yeah. practice comes in, um, because you want to have good, good mes- muscle memory and yeah. the um, instinct. Good, good instinct. In. Yep. Yep. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I think there's, but that is a good point. Like you don't want to just turn that yeah. into your thing where, you know, you you're as, as you get back when, like
1: September's over or something you exactly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or you just turn to fly fishing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think it's something to like when you're saying like going to that flow state that like um you know instinct thing I mean obviously part of that is you're going to go back to your training your practice and your experience but I think there's something like really uh um I don't even know what to say about it but like ancestral or something like part of you drops back into like just you're just a human hunter the mm-hmm. same way like any human hunter has ever been since the beginning of mankind some part of you is back in that you know that almost nothing else on earth can really replicate
0: yeah yeah and i, I i'm sure to a lot of people that haven't done it it sounds cliche but i, I think uh, you can also get it with uh, I, I mean i think that that aspect of it kind of almost jumps in to your your realm as soon as you get away from the truck a little bit, even if you're just hiking. Yeah, I know sure. for me personally, and maybe it's because I'm a hunter, you know, and I've, I've had these, these kind of, uh, things instilled in me, like, you know, looking at the the land around you, not just looking down at the trail, right. You kind of get this, this heightened sense of awareness Yeah, uh, you're, you're kind of looking for a little flash of Brown behind a tree or something like that. But I, I don't even have to have a gun in my hand or a tag in my pocket to, to have that A lot of the times right it's just it's like this and i think everybody has that in them right i mean Mm -hmm. maybe there's maybe there's some people that uh that don't um but i know a lot of the people i uh mess with and mix around with they do have that and you know you can see it when when somebody steps outside of the truck and starts walking up a trail and you know it's just like you get quieter you just start thinking about what what's going on around you and it's yeah it's awesome man it's it's i feel like that's probably what uh what uh you know zen the zen state is for for buddhism you know there's a lot of a lot of different spiritual things that i feel like you could apply to that what's happening when you're hunting so um that's that's crazy man i didn't expect to get into that conversation (laughs) i I I tend
1: to do that with people
0: yeah no that's (laughs) that's great so so um I see on the wall behind you. You got a couple. You got a pronghorn. Yep. Uh, Euro mount. Looks like you yep. got a an elk shed.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's an elk shed, a small one that I found in the, on a bear hunt. Actually.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: this is my uh, Sitka blacktail from Kodiak.
0: Nice, nice. And
1: uh, then maybe I'm waiting on my mule deer. Um, okay. From this year, I got. I got two mule deer and another antelope coming. And this is just a good old Virginia whitetail.
0: Nice, nice. That's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. that's a solid, uh, solid eight point or six point there. Um, good. So, so it seems like you've you've had the chance to do a lot of uh, different species. Do you have a favorite one?
1: Oh man. Well, to be honest with you. Um, You know, like I said, I've been on that one elk hunt um, as a filmer. I wasn't actually hunting, so I haven't killed an elk yet. Um, So I have plans. i got to, you know, of course, everything's kind of fluid and waiting on different, you know, draws, and you know how that goes. But I'm planning, you know, next year is going to be, I'm going to kill an elk next year. That's, it's going to happen. Heck yeah. (laughs) Um, It's probably going to be a rifle hunt first. Yeah. But um, I don't know, as far as a favorite, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I love all of them. I don't know. You know, to be honest, like, I think antelope hunting is super fun. It is. Like, it's it's way more chill. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people are like, oh, it's not hardcore. Whatever. But it's, like, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that blacktail hunt was awesome. Like, Kodiak is super cool. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always love whitetail and deer and stuff. But just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's hard it's kind of funny because you see a lot of these Western guys, like, especially I feel like this year I've seen it a lot. A lot of Western guys, are like, oh, I want to get my first white tail this year. And, like, mm-hmm. they're all going to the tree stand. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, like, getting out of the tree stand. Like, again, I don't have anything wrong with it. I love it. But, um, once you kind of, I don't know, I just, it's hard to sit still for me, like, that long, mm-hmm. uh, when I've experienced kind of the, the hiking and the glassing and stuff like that. Although, you know, you are sitting still sometimes with glassing for a while, but, um, this is a really long way to answer your question, but I don't really have a favorite yet. Maybe as no. I do more hunts and stuff, I will, but mm-hmm. I, I just love them all. They're just different. Like yeah. I'm, I can't wait for spring bear season again. Uh, almost got a really nice bear last year. I filmed, for, I filmed Mark Livesey shoot a really nice one, and then like I was so close. Mark's done a lot of bear hunting. He said this was like one of the top 10 bears he's ever seen. Wow. And I was... On him inside a hundred yards But he was just bedded down some brush all I could see was like, you know, like a lump of fur, you mm-hmm. know kind of thing yeah. I had no shot and we sat there for five hours waiting for him to stand up Right about before dark and going back in r- retrospect. There's so many things. I wish I had done But anyway, we didn't do it for whatever reason right about a dark. He stands up for like a millisecond and then like just disappears <laughs> Yeah, so
0: I don't But, know. but anyway, are- I don't have a favorite Right on. Bears are interesting, man. I, f- I feel like they're like the most like polar uh, and I've only been doing it for two years, so I, I don't have a, a, a ton of experience, but um, they're the most like polar opposite in terms of like being perfectly predictable. And just a hundred percent unpredictable, you know, like there's, I feel like there's no in between, like they're yeah. either walking a certain direction and you're like, Oh, I bet I can get over to there and he's going to come over that saddle and you know, I'll have a shot yeah. or it's like what you were talking about. Like you'd expect an animal to get up after five hours yeah. right? and then like, once they stand up they're you know, kind of chilling for a second, Mm-mm-mm. but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So it, just yeah, in my the, the, limited experience, that's what I've found. Yeah,
1: the bear Mark shot was like the first one you said. Like he was super – we saw him. He was eating. Mark's like, he's going to be there for a while eating. We It worked out perfectly. We dropped down. We could see him the whole time. He was on the same spot. Per, you know, and it was just easy mm-hmm. this one yeah it was he he would just lay there for like an hour and like roll around like scratch his balls and fall back <laughs> <laughs> and then like just did that for like five hours and uh and then yeah and then just stood up and just instantaneously i think the a thermal had shifted mm-hmm. and he might have caught a little like caught a little wind or something but it was just instantly just gone yeah so anyway
0: so um i have a question about just like your filming obviously you came from a, a, on the 700 Club, I'm sure they had you know the best of the best equipment. I'm sure everything was dialed in perfectly before mm-hmm. you, you started filming. Um, and with hunting, obviously, there's a lot of freelancing. Uh, sure. I'm just curious like where you kind of draw the line uh, in terms of having every, everything dialed in camera yeah. wise and you know just being able to capture the moment and what the moment is. Where do you draw that line? Like what what do you prefer? Like would you would you prefer to have a a better quality shot with uh where maybe you know you have to cut in you know, you don't get the whole thing or would you rather have the whole thing and then, you know, kinda be able to edit it up to look good? Or
1: whatever in between? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I mean, um so first first and foremost um the story is everything right i mean um and i think a lot of guys get into filming and it seems really cool and fun and it is and then they get back at home they have you know whatever amount of footage and they're like oh my gosh this is going to take hours if i want to actually put this together to look good Mm -hmm. um and that's that's what kind of separates people like most people give up at that point or they don't want to learn the software. whatever i'm blessed and that I learned editing a while ago. And I actually really like editing. Like if it's a hunt I was on and I have the footage, like it's addicting for me. Like I've already finished basically the rough cuts for the three hunts I've been on. And I just got home like three weeks ago. So um, I love it. So story is everything. Um, you know, my first, my first film I did in Kodiak um, before I was doing this quote unquote professionally, Um, you know, I had a camera I rented from lens rentals that was in retrospect, like I would never use that camera again. It was garbage. And I had a a used older model Sony that I bought from a dude on rock slide. So, um, you don't have to have the best equipment, you know, to, to do this. Um, you can get good stuff um now does having the best equipment that you can afford is that good yeah it's like it's like glass you know like you want the best set of binos you can afford but like you don't you know go into debt and like ruin your marriage to buy like some swarovskis or something if you just can't afford them yeah um get the best gear you can you know get used stuff if you want but yeah i mean um and obviously you know the better the footage it's, it's not easy. I mean, hunting is already really hard and carrying around an extra, I mean, you should see this lens I have, dude. I have this two to 600 lens, you know, the, that's yeah, the 10 long lens. pounds, oh, just yeah. the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're carrying around a lot of extra stuff. There's a lot of times when you're tired and you know, you know, how backcountry hunting is like every second you're like working on something. You're, you're like, Packing your bag, or you're cooking, or you're starting a fire, or you're working on a tent. Like, there's no like, you're always working for something. You're going to get water, whatever it is. And then you add on top of that, like having to think about getting shots and doing updates and um, making sure you have enough. And um, I'm glad I learned a lot of that stuff, you know, from my past career, but uh, it's not easy. But, yeah. um, i i love it so i don't know i don't know if that even answered your question but
0: no it it does i mean i think i think uh it, i think it's yeah i mean the the story with everything is the most important part it's like i you know i went to school for audio engineering and uh oh, cool you know i had a one of my teachers had worked with lil wayne uh shout out to jeff <laughs> he worked on uh, the carter five and stuff like oh, that nice. just just worked with all he worked at the hit factory down in miami which Obviously, due to the name, just puts out hits. But um, uh, you know, the the thing that he would always say is, you know, a uh, a, a good singer or a great singer on, uh, you know, if you take Adele and you put her on this blue Yeti microphone that I got sitting right in front of me, yeah, it's gonna be thousands of times better than me 100%. singing on a, you know, a, absolutely, a, you know, you. Just one of those super, like a Sony C 16000 sixteen thousand yeah. dollar microphone, right? Um, it's always the
1: Indian, not the arrow. E- exactly. Not, uh, that's not PC at all, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but you know, you can <laughs> apply that. There's all sorts of sayings like that. It's it's the sure. it's the story. It's getting yeah. the proper thing. Somebody's gonna. Uh, no, I'd much rather watch something with some cinematic, you know, finesse than. Yeah. Than something that's just thrown together and it maybe has a good story, but yeah. it, if it has the story, it's going to be much much better. Yeah. Um, people
1: these days are used to seeing really good looking footage. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's just, I mean, just yeah. People are just used to it. Like they they expect. So I mean, that's that's why. Like or for me, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of hunting shows, to be honest, rock these guys. Right, just a little camcorder, It's mm-hmm. yeah. decent. It's yeah. way easier to use. It's way lighter, but I decided, no, I'm gonna carry around thirty pounds of DSLR gear, <laughs> and uh, whatever, I'll just have the heaviest pack of anybody, and I'll just get used to it. Yeah, but it looks better. In the yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, and that's another thing to to bring up. There is it. That's the other tough thing. Is you know, if there is a standard of the day you kind of have to live up to it right um if people are used to seeing something a certain way then they want to see it that certain way it's not if you do something different and they don't like it it's probably not because it wasn't artistically creative or whatever it's probably just because people are used to seeing something a certain way I mean, it, yeah. not to bring it back to audio engineering, but same concept there. Yeah. Um, and
1: people don't realize this about video, too. You probably know this, but like, I've heard like 70% of the perceived quality of a piece of video is from the audio. Really? And that's a huge, yeah. Huh. Like, that is a huge thing that can ruin a hunt film. You can have the best looking footage. Like, you can be shooting on a red and have like a, you know, if your audio is garbage, it will suck. Yeah. No ma- no yeah, what.
0: no that's a good point. And I'd never heard that but it, like thinking about it that's that's definitely it's, that's fact. Audio right there. is king, man.
1: Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, to put a nice bundle on it like I strive to shoot the best quality I can, but story is always number one. The mm. edit is where the magic happens. And um, if you guys if people are listening to this and want to get into it, um, don't let not having a good camera like stop you. If you want to like, go film stuff, go film stuff. Even if it's on your phone, like yeah. just, So
0: well, yeah. there are commercials that play on your TV right now that Apple puts out that have been shot completely yep. on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know, you can't use that as an excuse nowadays. Um, yeah. Do you? So do you have any? like specific shows, whether it's in the hunting industry or or not that you kind of strive that maybe you want to model your TV show after again, you don't have to go super into detail, but is there anyone that you looked up to? Well, I mean, I got
1: to give a shout out to Brian call because, um, he's a friend of mine. He's sort of a mentor. He's helped me out. Um, you know, um, i've learned stuff from him he's a great dude so i i think that would be the first one even though he's not a traditional tv show um i've learned some techniques from him pick some stuff up for him he has a very high standard i think as people know like his quality is very good he's a great he's good he's great at what he does um so um yeah i want to say thanks to him um and he was the i mean when i first started out he was he was like you know kind of my hero like I was everything I did I was kind of trying to like okay like is this good enough like would Brian call do this like with a podcast or I was looking to his stuff a lot Hmm. um, for uh, for I don't know help or inspiration or whatever yeah Um, and I remember like when I first started off I was like one of these days I'm gonna like hunt with those guys and like a year later, I was on a hunt with Brian and Brad in Arizona. I was like, I couldn't believe this. Like they even like, you know, they let me go on a stalk and like, I'm getting my bow out and freaking Brian calls, like getting his camera out, ready to film me. I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, that never made air because nobody killed anything that hunt because coos deer are impossible to kill with a bow. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, shout out to Brian. Um. And then yeah, like as far as the TV show goes, like the Western Hunter is sick. I think. Stunning.
0: Like, yeah, it's it's amazing.
1: Nate Simmons and and uh, Randy Rocky, I think, like just amazing. Um, you know, Chris does a great job executive producing, uh, all the other guys that I'm sure that work on it. But yeah, I mean, I, Nate was like. The guy at the the one guy at the, I think also because he doesn't really do like, you know, much social media or like extra stuff or like podcasts. Like, I met him at the expo last year and I was like, the one guy I was like kind of fanboying out on, you know, like, (laughs) oh yeah. He's so cool. Uh, and they, I mean, some of their stuff is just like, you watch it and you're like, are you kidding me? Is this real? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, you know, I think Jason Matzinger, uh, does a great job on Into High Country. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, you know, I'm not personally a huge fan of Renella, but it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, it's a good show. Um, there are other um, shows that are kind of escaping me right now, but those are the main two. I mean, Western Run Hunter on. is legit, yeah. and I think Matt Singer is good, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, Western Hunter is a good example of uh, getting the cinematography down um, at yeah while also you know portraying uh the the hunt for what it was so for sure yeah, I, I love that one yeah that's cool man well i, I kind of want to um, i don't know how much more time you have but i, sh- I good, should man. probably right on yeah i should probably get out of here soon but i did want to kind of sure. just ask you leave you on one more thing so yeah sounds kind of like uh you got most of your hunting done for the year maybe maybe you got one you got or two one more,
1: more. One more. Well, it's it's a cycle, man. You know, yeah. it won't be long. I got one in January going to Mexico to do coos deer, actually with Brian and Ryan and nice. Brad Hunt. And then uh, you know it won't be long before spring bear, and then it won't be long until we just start all over again.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going go. back to
1: Alaska in August. So nice,
0: nice. Where are you going? What um, portion? Northern. The, northern. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so a you, river. I can't tell you the river, but it's right a river.
1: On. We're gonna North get air boated up and then dropped and float down it.
0: Yeah, that's 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 awesome. <laughs> I
1: could tell you, I'm just not going to say it on the podcast.
0: Well, I, I'm going to be up in Alaska probably in August as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, what do you do? What What are your main things in the off season? Like, what are you What are you trying to do to stay busy? To, I mean, is a lot of networking, trying to get people, yeah, on the podcast or what?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, always. Always really top of the list is, you know, when it's not hunting season or even when it is but not in between hunts is doing everything I can to, um, you know, be a good dad and husband. Um, so spend as much time as I possibly can with the family, um, which includes for me, like I said, feeding my spirit, which means like having intentional time set aside where I spend one on one time with God. Um, and keeping my body in shape, like, you know, doing this, it's almost like you're uh, a professional athlete on some level. Like, um, these type of hunts and doing multiple of them a year, I have to be in good shape and I have to stay in good shape. Um, and I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So, you know, fitness as far as mind, body and spirit and family are first. Um, then obviously, yeah, keeping, um, this year I'm going to be really busy producing, editing, this tv show launching it you know looking uh trying to get sponsors develop those relationships i do like i said that one trade show um maybe doing more in the future but that's huge for networking um continuing putting out the podcast um which actually is networking too Uh, some of my best networking i've done is doing podcasts um so yeah continue to do that um and you know I'm, I'm looking at even potentially trying to get some products launched to coincide Ooh. with the show coming out yeah nice um just trying to you know conglomerate different things and make a living doing this um you know it's not i think there are some people well it's not like oh i got a show. I'm good. No, like I got to sell advertising. I spell sell sponsorships mm-hmm. and it's still an uphill fight. Cause I'm unproven yeah. and this is the mm-hmm. first season. Um, and you know, I, it, you got to conglomerate other things to, to make a living. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a long way from it, but I do have faith that it's going to work out. You know, it says in the Bible, anything is possible to him that believe, and I believe it's going to happen. So, I'm just working hard to do that and, and then, you know, be a good dad and husband and, and, uh, make it, I don't think I'll be rich probably, but, uh, if I can make a living do what I love, live an awesome life and, uh, be a good father, husband and, uh, and son, then I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. I feel like that's
0: a good, uh, good way to end it, man. Yeah, yeah man. It's a good, uh, good statement there. Well, I I really appreciate you jumping on here and dude, thanks for uh, having me, man. Yeah, best of luck to you with the new show. And uh, so, do you want to just uh, give people the name of the new show if you can? Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure. then where to find you and where to find the podcast?
1: Yeah, sure. So the podcast the podcast is great. I got I'm coming up on my hundredth episode, so I got quite nice. a big library. If you guys haven't, if your uh, audience hasn't heard it. Go check it out. I got tons of good, epi- like, some really good episodes with, like, like all these guys I've been talking about, you know, like, Brian and Ryan and um, Chris Denham and, um, you know, Matt Singer, tons of really cool guys. Um, I try to hit the conversation, like, you know how we kind of jumped in on some spiritual stuff right away? Like, that's kind of a unique thing I, I do is kind of talk to guys more about that kind of side of stuff without being, like, preachy or anything like that. Like, I yeah. just kind of, like, talk to people about it. I like um, it. So it's kind of something different. And uh, tons of good stuff there. So that's called The Hunter's Quest. Right here you can see it on my hat. And, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram at The Hunter's Quest. And that's what the show will be called, too. And if it's not obvious, I hope it is. But, yeah, my name is Hunter. It's kind of a play on words. But it's not Hunter's Quest. Like, it's not, like, my quest. It's The Hunter's Quest. Like, mm-hmm. so it's all of our quests as hunters. And and that, that, that means, like, you know, just becoming a better person becoming a better hunter um, just a quest for adventure and whatever yeah. you know whatever form it is
0: the the quest that happens from birth man yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one quest yeah <laughs> well sweet man well I appreciate you and uh, I am very excited to check that show out so I'll, yeah, I'll be tuned in for sure sounds good dude thanks for having me of course take it easy man alright let's talk soon yeah